The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Welcome to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 2 tonight. Derek and myself, Mike. Uh, Ken tried to do the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs and uh, took him a lot longer and really beat himself up. So he is exhausted and uh, is taking a break. Uh, now that we have J7 online with us and, w- and working with the show, we got to come up with a name for... You know, Mighty Marvel Geeks, it's the above ground underwater suborbital volcano layer. We need to come up with a fictional, the hub. Can't use the wheel because that's an actual place in Star Wars. Uh, the hub, the, the hangout, something that, you know, we all come together each week to, to meet at. But uh, check out the homepage, wikiradio.net. On the right-hand side is our affiliates. You can support them like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeBeGeeks for 15% off there. Or as you heard, toink.com. Use code WINGEEKS15 for 15% off at Toink. And in all honesty, I totally spaced about pick of the week. So I'm going to put that pick of the week on Instagram this week. So look for it <laughs> there. Um, but uh, also too, Rebel Sabers. Use code Wookie for 10% off your Saber or Saber accessories from Rebel Sabers. Uh, don't look now, but we got company at the airlock. Shall I let them in? Yeah, I, I, we're actually expecting someone tonight, Derek. Uh, he, he did send us a little smuggled package. You have yours with you? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to introduce, as he comes through the airlock, catching up to us, he is an officer in the Air Force. He's got one of the coolest jobs in the Air Force, because I think it's absolutely cool. He is a fighter pilot, uh, flies, and I say pilot because he's not an aviator. That's a Navy thing. Um he is a pilot for, for the Air Force, flies the F-15E, which is an amazing aircraft, and unfortunately one that will eventually be retired, but shouldn't be because it's such a versatile aircraft. Um, but he also runs an online shop with some great patches and stickers, and who knows, maybe have some various removed before flight key rings coming soon, which uh, I may be helping him design. I'm still working on those. I haven't forgotten. So far, I've got Star Wars, various factions, Star Trek, Klingon, Ferengi, and Predator. So, But he's waiting for me to introduce him. We have with us also owner of Red Flag Workshop, Ryan. How are you doing tonight, Ryan? Good, guys. Uh, I'm doing real well. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, it is our pleasure. And thank you for your service, sir. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm uh, so, happy to do it. As you, said, as, as you mentioned to me in, in our chats... You have a great view from the office, and I, I will not disagree with that. I, 
Yeah, you can't really beat uh, the view of having to uh, up at thirty thousand feet and being able to look down. It's uh, it's a pretty good view. Yeah, I, I like my view at work. Myself being an audio engineer behind the console and looking at the stage and all the guests. I mean, it's a great view for me. But man, I love flying. My my grandfather um, was a naval flight instructor. Uh, served on the Theodore Roosevelt and then was also a oh, flight really? instructor once he retired. And um, I almost got my pilot's license with him. Oh, nice. If I, if I had spent a summer, I would have gotten my uh, small plane pilot's license. That's cool. My, so, uh, my grandfather was uh, an aviator as well. Yeah, he flew in World War II. Uh, okay. So just keeping on the, the heritage going. So I'm, I'm going to ask, because we know is, it's common with pilots and aviators. What's your call sign? I go by Mad Dog. Okay. Yep. <laughs> now, is, is it the same type of thing as like the Navy where something happens and it and it's given to you or you pick your own? No. So you don't, you definitely don't pick your own. You uh, do something embarrassing or dumb. And then there's, so there's an embarrassing story behind it. And then so they're <laughs> making fun of you every single day when they call you your name. Okay. Well, we're not going to ask you that embarrassing story. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, that sounds like uh, the way we do our names in my Dungeons and Dragons group. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, we pick something that we make fun of every time we say the name. Well, so then I have to ask, what what do you go by in your uh, dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons group? Well, I go by Dungeons Master because I run the game. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we have a, one of my friends, he... I forget how it started, but the, there was a joke that instead of shooting arrows with a bow, he just throws his arrows at people. <laughs> so he's called him thrower of arrows. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> at work, uh, before we were allowed, before Disney allowed men to wear facial hair, um, I received the nickname Shrek because at the time I looked a lot like Shrek without the ears, the ear horns. So, nice. And that's one I've actually embraced and I actually keep, keep that name. Unfortunately, I can't get a name badge with that name on it because it's a universal property. Yeah, I'm sure Disney would uh, so, frown upon that a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would hope if I ever, if I had become a pilot and I had already earned that nickname that I would mention, yeah, people used to call me Shrek all the time that it would carry over. Because I think that can make a very cool looking paint scheme on a helmet. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Something tells me that probably wouldn't be how you'd get a nickname. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, usually if you come in saying, hey, people call me this, they usually make a name for you the exact opposite of it. So <laughs> right. here is Mike oh, Fiona. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So or donkey. <laughs> Gingy. <laughs> Especially with the way I've had surgeries lately. I've probably become gingy now. Um like I said, Ryan has a online store called red flag workshop and he sent us a little care package and uh thank you for that by the way yes yeah very much uh ken said uh he's just started up a new youtube channel with his wife so he's gonna do an unboxing unbagging on their youtube channel but we're gonna we we just get a sneak peek coincidentally Uh i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but no go ahead I was going to say, coincidentally, I got your package on the day of my D&D game with my friends. So So I opened it up in front of them. They're like, oh, those are cool. Oh, nice. So they liked it all? Oh, yeah. My my daughter's already claimed a couple stickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, uh, yeah, absolutely. Our sticker sets are definitely one of our most popular items. So uh, I say let's talk about them on air. I'm going to unbox mine and you can unbox yours Derek. i'm gonna start off with the park ranger stickers i love these and i think my favorite of the patches and of the stickers is the aldron yeah that one that one we've got a lot of uh, funny feedback on that one uh some hate there for aldron uh aldron the park ranger (laughs) patch has a a, uh, stripe on it and in that stripe it says help wanted and, and the image for the park is an asteroid belt. I wonder why. And then the pat, and then the patch. I like the my favorite the Aldron patch. Says sorry, we're closed again with the <laughs> asteroid field in the background. I think that's I great. That. I love that one. Um, then that one was a big hit among my friends too. Yeah, we had a. Uh, I had a lot of fun making that one in particular. We made that was like one of the sixth or seventh ones that we made. And I realized that, like, all right, all these uh, planets are pretty cool, but 
Alderaan's obviously a planet. Like, how do we make a good joke patch uh, out of it? Too? So it fits in well with the series, but yet it stands out well. Then, uh, yeah, it's perfect. Then you also have the Hoth National Park patches, which I love these as well. Um, the Hoth, it's various national park patches, like so or stickers, and you have them. And what I love is if you if you end up, if you get the stickers and you like the stickers and you have a favorite one, you go back to a site and order the patch that goes that complements it. So you can throw the sticker on your laptop, on your car, on your computer, on your back of your iPad, on an iPad case. It, it, it's a very cool thing. And then for me, I'm actually looking at getting a new work backpack that has a huge Velcro panel on the front. Just so I could put these patches on. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be awesome. We see them worn around on backpacks. Occasionally, people put them on hats. They all have a Velcro backing, so they'll stick to anything that's uh, Velcro adhesive for the patches. And then yeah, the stickers. Oh, cool. I've seen a few of them on back of cars, but a lot of them on uh, water bottles, iPads, <sighs> stuff like that. Water bottles, a great idea too. Yeah. Take my top top ones, put them on the water bottle, and then of course this one. Well, it's going. I'm going to figure out somewhere around my computer to have this one. Uh, it's the Red Flag Workshop sticker, and this one's going to be kept around my computer somewhere because who knows? Maybe we can set up an affiliate code with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, patches. yeah, what would you like that code to be? Uh, smuggler. Smuggler works. Smuggler would be great. Or Smuggler 3? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'd go Smuggler 3. Smuggler and the number 3? Yep, Smuggler number 3, all one word. That's what it'll be. Um, so, obviously, Derek, you got the same stickers and same that I did, the Park Ranger and the National Parks. Let's go to the patches. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I also have, uh, the, remember the store Think Geek? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. They had um, their bag of holding convention style that had a huge Velcro panel on it. And it was, it was just a small, like, messenger type bag that, you know, you could slide an iPad in it, open it up, and you could, it had a protector on it. And you could do your con map on the, on the convention or your con schedule on the iPad and be able to have access to it easily. Um, and I use that at conventions quite a bit. So definitely we'll be throwing these on that bag when I go to a convention. Provided I'm not recording something that day that I need my podcast rig. But I also want these for work, too, because I think these would be fun to have at work and really stir interest amongst fellow cast members. Um, Derek, you said you got this one as well. The Alderaan National Park patch. Love Mm -hmm. it. This is definitely going on my bag. This is my favorite. That's my favorite one, yeah. This, This is my absolute favorite. Yeah, so that one, that one's our, uh, honestly, our second bestseller, Endor, uh, which I believe you guys got in your uh, in your packages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that Endor is the most popular one with the Alderaan and the Hoth in a close second. Okay. Really? Interesting. Yeah, hmm. yeah for some reason, everyone loves the uh, the Endor National Park patch. Well, that one seems to make hmm. the most sense. Cause- yeah, that one's... That was the patch that, or the design that kind of got the whole series going. Really? Um, yep. See, I got, I got my wife, a, uh, Derek knows her. Uh, I got m- my wife, Melissa, a, uh, t-shirt that said, uh, indoor national park. Um, I think, cause I, I thought about getting her the indoor park ranger shirt and it's like, eh, these are okay. But th- this particular shirt was awesome. Um, it's forest of indoor summer camp is what it was. Oh, that's daughter. awesome. Uh, I'm going to put this in our chat so you can see it. It's a, it's a cool shirt. And it was like, okay, this is perfect for, for her. So the national park type thing would be kind of cool as well. Yeah. We actually have on our site uh, some of the designs. I think there's four of them up there right now uh, that you can get printed on uh, t-shirts currently. Oh, really? So it's got like the park ranger tab on the front and then the, uh, the national park badge on the back of the t-shirt. All right. Oh, cool. Take my money. Excellent. <laughs> Uh-huh. So I know I have already figured out what I'm going to do with all of these stickers and I'm going to create a display. Um, so I have, if you, you can see behind me, I have that's starting with my Darth Vader display and going all the way against that wall. Uh, I have my uh, all my Star Wars stuff and uh, I've been rearranging it and stuff. So I have space on my wall where I can create a um, uh, I'll use like a, um, um, brain fart, you know, like a, a canvas 
like a painting painter's canvas or something yeah. and I'll put yeah. them, line them up on that nicely and I can hang it on the wall and it'll look really good. Yeah. A lot of people have these the patch mats that you can get off of Amazon or wherever uh, that you can throw patches oh. or stickers on there oh. and then yes, hang yes. them up in the garage. Right. Uh, uh, or in your room or whatever. I've got four or five of them hanging in my garage, just full of different kinds of patches. That's a good idea too. I cannot wait for you to put your the t-shirt stuff on the website. I'm not seeing it at the moment. Okay. I'll have to uh I'll have to double check that. I was doing some work on it earlier this week. So um I was thinking with the with the stickers, I may get like what they call um floating picture frames where it's a oh, yeah. glass on glass. Oh yeah. And then the frame. Mm-hmm. And I Oh, that's I'm, a cool idea, yeah. I'm probably gonna put you know, find the lay it out and figure out a pattern measure it see what size i need and get that size frame and put that on my wall but put them on the walls the one that's uh park ranger and one that's um national parks and then whichever one zoe says she likes i'll just order her patch because um now you got the Derek. you got the indoor patch with the chicken walker on it right mm-hmm. okay so we're two for two third patch I like this one, which is very cool. And I'm going to end up getting the other one as well because I'm a huge fan of AT-ATs. But the Hoth National Park one, this is the one I got. Uh, I, I got the Tatooine one. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I sent you guys both a, uh, a slightly different uh, there for the third package. So those are like sec- or third and fourth uh, bestsellers there. Okay. Uh, Hoth, nice. Yeah, there's two versions of the Hoth ones. The first one we made was that AT-AT Walker one. Um, and then we want to go more of like a nature design for that second version. I will be getting the, the ad app. It, it's on my list. And, uh, and I, I can't remember. Uh, Sheik is also one that I'm looking at get it, picking up as well. Okay. Uh, actually, I can just look at my cart to see what's in the cart. Uh, I have the Kashyyyk Park Ranger and Kashyyyk National Park, which is only fitting considering we're Wookiee Radio. Absolutely. And then um, definitely for sure the ad at Hoth national park and i have the hoth park ranger oh, yeah that one's cool which that one that one's a toss-up if i mean if i get it later i'll get it later but uh definitely when i go to make make my purchase i'll be getting the the two kashiks and the the other hoth yeah we'll make sure to use the uh that smuggler three code uh yeah. that you know, yeah that we just set up so uh okay. that'll be 25 percent off uh anything oh, in the store thank you yeah oh, wow. that's great nice. for the listeners yeah for our and, fellow uh, smugglers absolutely and then uh, I just gotta figure out which which sticker or stickers uh, my daughter wants, and I'll just add those to the order and let her uh, and get those. That way, I'm not breaking up the sets, so I can have it for my display. I was like, no, I'll just order you the stickers. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Something uh, new that we're actually coming out with too for kids is so we're we're taking four of our designs and then making them on all white uh, kind of canvas in a patch. And then uh, including either including a marker set or something. So then uh, anyone can actually color in their own. So they're like, it's like a coloring book on a patch. Oh, cool. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. I, I will guarantee you more than just kids will buy it. Sure, sure. For kids. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> yeah. Any, anyone that wants to uh, the color it. But that's going to take a, a month or two before that one comes out. Very cool. Now, will it come with the markers? Yeah, I like that. As well. That sounds or awesome. Will it be something that you'll recommend the markers? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that one out exactly how to include that, what type of marker set works best. So we got a little product development to figure out what works best um, and whether to include the markers or just a recommendation of uh, a marker set as well. If, if you need testers, I, I think we may know some people. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think your kids would be a great tester or you two as well. So, so what you, you said um, indoor was the... Or the, there's two indoor patches. Uh, the indoor with the chicken walker, the ATSD, uh, yep. was your first design. What led you to this um, this idea? Because uh, yeah, so on your store you I have more than just Star Wars, which is great. But we're focused on the Star Wars patches. Yeah, I've been sitting on this idea for probably like ten years ish now. Uh, so I love national parks. I love hiking. Love nature. Love getting out. I've been to. Uh, more than I can count. One of my goals is to get to all the national parks. So one day I was thinking, how do I marry up? Uh, and then I love Star Wars too. Uh, so like, how do I marry up these two ideas? Um, and a little bit of inspiration came to it. And then I basically sat on it for eight years. Um, just thinking, oh, that'd be so oh, wow. cool. Uh, until I finally got the time and the uh, ability to say like, okay, I think I should launch this. 
Um, and then I've been doing patches and stickers for about six years, mostly Air Force related um, and those kind of patches. And then I finally branched out and realized that, no, this is the way to go. And uh, I've been doing a different, a bunch of different fandoms. So we've got Lord of the Rings stuff. We've got some Star Wars stuff, some Top Gun stuff, some Jurassic nice. uh, Park items. So a little bit of everything. And there's oh, a few more lines of love that. Uh, different sci-fi related stuff in development. Remove before flight. Yeah, remove before flight. We've got to make a Wookiee radio, remove before flight tab. And I already sent you the mock-up on that. <laughs> yep, yep. We, I think we it got looks it. great. Caution tape with great. white lettering and brown outline. Yeah. My wife says uh, the edge border needs to be brown, not black. Okay. Uh, I'll leave that up to you. You're the expert. Well, we'll make a digital mock-up for you guys, and then we'll get your approval before we uh, cool. launch it. But the other ones that uh, I'm working on for you, I mean, those, those are for you, you know, to, to add to the store. You know, I've got the time to get them mocked up. I mean, I've already got the, the pattern and whatnot laid out. I just got the various fonts. I just got to piece it all together. Yeah. So I can do some of that groundwork for you. Um, so why? I, I, I mean, I love... Having been in Scouts uh, and a lot of the old embroidery patches, I really like the the PVC patch. What made you decide to go that route? Yeah, so we we do embroidered and PVC patch routes. Uh, we found that the PVC patch holds up um, really well and more like rugged stuff. You can take water, you can wash it off. So if someone's going to put this on a backpack, go hiking uh, kind of thing in a national park was kind of our idea for it. Um, and so we wanted something more rugged than just threaded embroidery, uh, kind of stuff. Also, you can capture more detail and like the super fine detail a lot of times in the, the PVC. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the one, oh, yeah. I'm looking at the Hoth patch that I have, which has got the Tauntaun. Um, now I've seen a lot of embroidery patches that do the, the color tones really nice, yep. but man, PVC is just so much better for this. Yeah, as long as it's good quality PVC that doesn't bleed. To, so an issue with that is sometimes the colors bleed uh, okay. and we go through a long process to make sure that it, that doesn't happen. Um, and yeah, we try to use the vivid, bright colors that really stand out. And I'm guessing the idea of the hook and loop on the back came from uh, your time in the service? Yeah, so that all comes from all of the, uh, the military patches using that hook and loop uh, backing. Seems to be the most general way to attach it to another surface. I know we could put some iron on stuff so you could throw it onto a shirt or uh, stitch it yourself. But at least this one, it comes out of the, the package, like ready to go, ready to throw in any bag and go hit the trails. I, I would much rather have the hook and loop. I really would. Because I've gotten some patches for like Star Wars celebrations that I ended up going back and putting hook and loop on so i could put it on my one bag and then uh i got from loot crate from their uh clearance shop that they had uh a galaxy quest oh great movie uh one of their patches one of the uniform patches and i ended up putting yeah. velcro on it so i could put it on my bag uh but when i got my agents or when i got my shield logo patch it was already hook and loop i'm like yeah it's this hook and loop i'm gonna find it hook you know i go looking i find them hook and loop but when i saw saw these pop up on, on facebook i'm like oh this is such a great idea i really love this idea um again haven't been in scouts myself and um like philmont scout ranch does a patch kind of similar and uh, just the whole thought of the the park you now national park patch uh, i live near uh, cape canaveral national seashore of course that's tied in with nasa uh mm -hmm. kennedy space center i almost wish they had an actual patch yeah that'd be pretty cool because i would buy it or even if they had a sticker it would be on our car on our back windows of our car because we you know we pay the the annual we pay for our annual pass uh every year for it um because you know we go a few times a year and it pays for itself but yeah this this is stuff that's that's cool and kind of fits you know going to a place like galaxy's edge uh, too this is something that's fun that could be added along that even the, the cast members who work there will bring up. It could be brought up as, as conversation starters. Yeah. I was at uh, I was at the park this November uh, and then had a backpack decked out and some of the different patches and stuff. And uh, had a lot of people asking like, Oh, those are pretty cool. Uh, where can I, where can I get those? What uh, store so did you get those at? Definitely conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the, the, these are great. Um, well, thanks. I'm glad you guys love them. 
Love them so much. Yeah, I, they're I, really cool. I am definitely looking at getting three more patches that that I'll be paying for for sure. So, I don't know. I I'm I may just for this first round. I may just pay full price and not use Smuggler Three for twenty five percent off. Nah, go ahead and use the uh, use the code. That's what it's there for, even for you guys. All right, <laughs> you talked me into it. I no. Well, um, I'll, I'll do it because several, I'm several af- I'm afraid to 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 have a bomb dropped into my backyard. <laughs> um, <laughs> We avoid those uh, <laughs> here in the States. Mm-hmm. For now, at least. So I have several questions about your operation here. Yeah. First question, the name. How did you come up with Red Flag Workshop? Yeah, so the name comes from – there's a big Air Force exercise that happens a few times a year out in uh, Nevada. So now in the desert of Nevada, we have a huge chunk of airspace. We launch like 100 jets, be 100 jets, and have a big air war uh, out there for training purposes. Um, That exercise is called Red Flag. Uh, And then originally when we first started our website – we um, and started this business. We made Air Force patches exclusively um, to different units and have sold uh, patches all over the world. Um, over. So that's kind of where it comes from. And then it kind of combines uh, two worlds for myself, uh, the Air Force world and then the, uh, the sci-fi world. Oh, Derek, before cool. you get to your next question, I, I want to take a quick tangent. Have you done any patches for any of the, the groups at Barksdale? I have not done anything for Barksdale, no. When you do, let me know because I would love to get one because Barksdale, Barksdale's got a soft spot in my heart. My, my in-law's house is literally a mile off the end of the runway. Oh, nice. All those, uh, B-52s there. Yeah. The buffs. Yep. Well, there's also A-10s there too, uh, with their Air National Guard. Oh yeah. That's right. They have the A-10s. I love A-10s. I love A-10s. Everyone loves A-10s. Plane that was about to be scrapped until Desert Storm. And they proved their worth. Yeah, we've uh, we've made a number of stuff for them, and we have a few more items in development. Oh, very uh, cool. Yeah, we actually do a a Christmas patch every year too. And two years ago, we did an A10, um, and it has a uh, Fa La 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 Bert on it, uh, <laughs> and it's Rudolph Red Nose Ranger, uh, and so it's got like an A10 with a giant red nose. Uh, it's, it was a pretty cool patch. Oh, very cool. <laughs> very. Cool. Um. So, Derek, back to your questions. As you said, you had a lot. Next question. I do, I do, I do, I do. Who, um, who and how, uh, uh, is it just you who comes up with the design or do you have other people help you with it or? Yeah. So, uh, I have one other guy who helps me a lot with, uh, the work. Um, and he does a lot of the fine tuning of the, uh, the patch details. And then, so I come up with a lot of designs. He, uh, helps bring it to fruition and then it's just a one-man shop here for the business side of stuff. Um, but he's kind of my partner in crime in uh, figuring out uh, what should go where, the placement of all the materials, what should be represented for each of these planets kind of thing. So he's a great guy to work with. Cool. Derek, I heard there's, there's another guy that's going to be helping design some uh, remote before flight key rings for him too in the sci-fi realm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> might have to bring you into the fold of the, uh, the business. Okay. Next question. When, how, so when you're designing these, do you come up with, do you say the planet first and go, oh, let's do one for Bespin or Beespin as my wife likes to call it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a Beespin fizz. Yeah. So usually we come up with a planet first and then uh, how do we design something around the planet that would kind of fit both the aesthetic of what people, uh, think of when they think of, oh, Dagobah, or when they think of Tatooine uh, kind of thing. And then uh, we try to make the scenery around uh, the planets. A few of the planets we still can't figure out would be like how to make a Coruscant National Park patch. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, that's one of the ones that we keep on kicking around of like, oh, should we design this? Uh, should we not? Uh, and so far we haven't just because uh, we would probably have to change it from National Park into something else. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, Coruscant probably doesn't have a national park. <laughs> yeah, uh, we thought about changing the name on some of the parks, too, instead of like the uh, like the national park of a galactic park or something else. Um, but we like to keep it rooted into both like the tangible real world about like the yeah. national parks you find here and then the sci-fi world yeah. as well. So we think it draws yeah, a little more. Well, who, who's to say you know, on Hoth? I agree with you on that choice. It, it still wouldn't be a national park on Hoth or planetary park. 
Yeah, planetary park, something like that. But I don't know. No, it's, national park it's works great. Yeah, somewhere you can rock this and yeah, it makes it totally makes sense. Here. Yeah, we figure it just makes sense. Well, when we chatted, we we talked about one place, Batu. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we have a number of them that we are kicking around for further expansion. Right now, there's a total of 15 national parks and 10 park rangers. Uh, and if we figure if we have make any more, we'll make it in a batch of five, so we get it up to an even 20 parks. Uh, trying to read my name tag from when I was on the Star Cruiser. I I chose. As my planet, my home planet, the Smuggler's Moon, uh, Nashadar. Oh yeah, Nashadar. That might be a tough one. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what other what other planets would you like to see as a uh, as a design? Well, that's an interesting question. Actually, I I would love to see Nashadar done. Okay. Yeah. Um, Petusia would be pretty cool, or Fallujah. <laughs> Uh, Alium could be interesting. Yeah. yeah, that might be a good one. Fallujah is the, the, the giant tropical plant planet that uh, supposedly Shakti's killed on. Okay. I mean, that'd be pretty cool to do something like that with all the giant tropical stuff. That'd fit in yeah. well with me as well. Um, uh, Dathomir would be cool. Yeah, we've got a number of requests for that uh, over the year. I am trying to remember what. <sighs> I know, offhand, I'm like, oh, let's see, planets. Uh, what what's the one that's in the beginning of uh, Jedi Fallen Order that we also see used in Bad Batch where they go to the the junk planet? Yeah, yeah, I don't know the name. I forget the name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Give me a second. To the interwebs. So going back to the to the whole national park, galactic park um, question, and everything. I, I I will say that I actually. I like that you chose national park instead of, you know, galactic park or planetary park or anything like that. Cause it, it gives it a certain feel. Yeah. yeah. Like you said you were going for with, with national park. So it's like, you're looking you're like, Oh, best been national park. I get that. Okay. That's funny. Whereas if it was galactic park, I don't know if it would be as, as, um, as fun. Baraka is the name of the planet. Oh, okay. that, and that would be one I could see it change, you know, because it is such the junkyard or almost a boneyard. You could almost, instead of being National Park, it'd be the Baraka Boneyard. Yeah. Uh, National Junkyard. Uh, National, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, National Boneyard. Yeah. And you still and you still have your oh, park yeah. ranger for the Yeah, park, park ranger or even like Galactic Boneyard for that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to Ooh, what about that. What about Mandalore? Yeah, so we have yeah, a, Mandalore a Mandalore Park Ranger tab. Oh, nice. Zepho is the other one. That's the uh, second planet you go to where you start learning your, where, where you go find the, where you get BD1 and all that. Oh, yeah, and that's, the, have, that's got the cavern. Mandalore. <laughs> but Zepho's the one that's got all the different uh, cliffs and cavern-like terrain. Yeah, that'd be cool. Those cliffs would be a uh, pretty cool scenic yeah. scene to throw onto a design. And all and all that would be relevant because uh, you know those two are in in the game, in the video game. Yeah. And I'm assuming they're going to be in the next game too, in Jedi Survivor. So how? Yeah, I'm sure. How tough is it to come up with the the deciding on what imagery to put on the on on the patches and everything? Because some of you them, know. some of them, I'm sure, probably really lend themselves well, but some are probably a little trickier. Yeah, something like the Hoth, like that, lends itself really well. Uh, because what does anyone think of when they think of Hoth? It's the the adats. So. Uh, that right. one's pretty, pretty straightforward stuff like the Kashyyyk, uh, or Mustafar, actually Mustafar went back and forth of what do we include? Do we include like the, uh, the famous scene, uh, of Obi-Wan and, uh, Anakin there? Or do we include like Darth Vader's castle? Um, <laughs> so we decided oh, on, yeah. uh, yeah, the lightsaber scene, uh, to kind of throw onto that one and some scenic views. Uh, so normally it's just, uh, me and my friend kicking around ideas and trying to think the most iconic, uh, image that we can design to match each of these patches. Did, did we mention Naboo? Oh, Naboo's there. Oh, yeah, but, we've got, but it's a uh, Gungan side. Yeah, so that one was another oh, one back yeah. and forth. So we've got the Gungan for Naboo, and then we got a lot of feedback and like, oh, you should make actually the uh, the surface. So for the Park Ranger uh, tab there, we made the uh, the Starfighter and kind of a scenic uh, river scene for Naboo. Okay. So you kind of get both worlds there. You get both patches. Love Camino. Love the colors on Exegol. Yeah. Jakku is another good one. Jakku. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm. So I think we got four for you. Braca, yeah. Zepho, Batu, Jakku. 
yeah, that, that those uh, could definitely be our next four that we design. Lothal. Lothal from Rebels. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got you got to put a loaf cat on there. Yeah. Or at least the ears have to yeah. make an appearance somewhere. Even if it's above the Lothal National Park, the ears have got to be there okay. somewhere. Yeah, we'll have to brainstorm exactly how to fit that fit that one in and how to best represent it. And then uh, there's your five, since you said you like hey, groups there of five. There you go. There you go. You can get up to 20 designs. That'd be awesome. So you got that. Gary. And then the, the park ranger ones would be really cool with it, too. Yeah, those would be cool. Derek, you said you really like the uh, or the colors of the X-Goal one? I said that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, that feel came from kind of like a Tron legacy, like, because x Oh, super nice. Yeah. So we tried to incorporate like, okay, what else would look cool with the lightning? We're like, oh, that kind of reminds us of Tron. Uh, yeah. So we kind of yeah. used some of the inspiration of those colors on that patch. And I love how it's such a simple look for the Star Destroyers without the detail. It's, it's so brilliant. Yeah. Done. I, you know right away, oh, those are Star Destroyers, not just Arrowheads. But they're but they're not detailed. I mean, it's like the perfect way of doing minimalist art with this. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. Yeah, uh, my uh, my my guy who I work with, uh, my friend, designed this one of the Star Destroyers, and he was going for like a simplistic yet being able to highly recognize that they're Star Destroyers. So I think he did a a great job yeah. of that scene. Wonderful job. Oh yeah, yeah. I love. Um, I love all the different color patterns for each planet too. Yeah, I think you really nailed the colors well. Yeah, Yavin's great. Uh, the Hoth ones were like dead on as well. You know, being snow planets. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when I saw Kashyyyk, I'm like, okay, I, I was expecting more green, but I actually like that mint, that mint blue, mint green vibe to it. Yeah, Kashyyyk color palette took a while to figure out. I mean, we probably made. 10, 15 different versions with trying to figure out the colors that would actually work well. Um, and we tried those greens and like bright blues. It just ended up being like too saturated in color. Yeah. Uh, mm. so oh, this, the, this is perfect. I mean, yeah. It looks great. Well, thanks. And then with Camino, you know, with it always being rainy, it, it definitely has a very Seattle-esque vibe to it. Mm. Yeah, not a plan I'd like to be on. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty wet. Yeah. I, uh, I love the Dagobah one too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went back and forth of like, should we include uh, Yoda on that one? Uh, should no, we not? But, no, no, no. Yeah, the, the X wings. Yeah. The X wings perfect. Yes, yeah, yeah. Seeing the X wings sinking in the yep. in the lake. Yeah, and no, I love perfect. Love, I absolutely love how the end. This this Endor one has the uh, exploded Death Star on it. Yeah. For, for the version awesome. two awesome. patch, yeah. Yeah, people love the Endor one, uh, the original one uh, with the chicken walker there so much. They're like, all right, well, yep. I know we can make another scene out of this whole thing. Um, we wanted to make it different enough, so we used a whole other color palette of the purples and the oranges and the uh, of like the exploding nighttime Death Star. But I, I think it's funny that we got the Endor patches because um, – a couple of years ago, when Loot Crate did the special Star Wars box, and was all based around the um, Pathfinder commandos from Return of the Jedi, the Endor. You know, we we got that, and it came with the um, with the hat, the sweatshirt, and a few other things. And then um, Bio World sent us some stuff, and like Derek got some of the Biker Scout. I got the the commando backpack and uh in a wallet i'm like so i'm now figuring out how do i alter that backpack to put the indoor patch on because that's the one i usually go to the parks w- with that one yeah like, and that would be ideal to throw that patch on that bag you can probably get some loop side backing and like stitch it onto the bag somehow yeah um, i just gotta figure out where to put it yeah but that, that would just tie in so so fun with it and then to also get the park ranger patch to go with it just to tweak that bag a little bit more oh yeah, i'm having cool. too much fun <laughs> um, now I want to, I'm going to stay in the sci-fi world, but I'm going to go a little bit more reality. Yeah. The space force patches. Ooh. What was this done just to, to parody the new, the new baby branch of the military? Yeah. So, uh, we made two of those space force patches, uh, and one of them's the, the Marvin, the Martian one is the one you're talking about. That one and <laughs> the punching ET. Yeah, so both of those uh, were just made to parody the uh, the Space Force, the little brother of the Air Force. Um, and they do good work. They do an important job and all. But uh, as the Air Force, the chair force that a lot of us calls us, uh, we have to have someone else to make fun of. So 
<laughs> well, Those are pretty fun to uh, design and make. I, I'm going to say up until World, World War II, there were only three branches of the military. Yep. There was the Army, the Navy, and the Marine Corps. And all our fighter craft came out of the Army, with the Army Air Corps, if I remember my history right. Then after World War II is when the Air Force was created right before the Korean War. Yep, that's correct. So, um, so like the how... Well, I won't say the Marine Corps spun out of the Navy. It's just they happen to be grouped together. Um, but Air Force coming, you know, their roots stemming from Army and then on mm-hmm. their own. It, I, I was surprised that, okay, S- Space Force, that that was spinning off the Air Force. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so the Air Force used to do all the jobs and missions of the Space Force. So we used to launch satellites. We used to do all the space related stuff until space got too big and complicated. Uh, and they needed their own branch to figure it out. Basically. <laughs> there's actually Derek. there's actually a space force base, not too far from, from me here in Orlando. It's just South of Tampa. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's connected to MacDill air force base, but I know it's down in that area around MacDill. I'm sure they all show up to the work in their tinfoil hats. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's just because of Florida, not because of the Space Force. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I think it's funny. What's the the Space Form or Space Force uh, daily uniform? Blue camo. It's like, do you really need camo in space? <laughs> be a little hard to walk around in their giant spacesuits all the time. So, um, of all the different patches you've done, uh, the sci-fi, uh, the aircraft, the space force, the video game patches, the, the stuff for, uh, like Lord of the Rings, is there one that's a favorite of yours? Yeah. You got me thinking a lot on that one. Um, one favorite patch that I've or, done. Or I could just cut it back down to just the Star Wars park and park ranger patches. Yeah. The, uh, the park ranger patches, my favorite's the Alderaan patch. Um, yeah. just cause it still makes me laugh to this day. Um, I think yeah, you, you nailed that, is that one. That is um, cool. Yo, you totally nailed it. Help wanted. Yeah. It's perfect. Yes. Yeah, so I guess my, uh, to answer your other question, my favorite patch overall, um, I got to design, uh, an air force patch for a couple of deployed units. Uh, and so those are really fun to be able to give to the guys heading down range. Um, so th- those have been some of the more rewarding ones. Uh, to be able to design, but in terms of fun, uh, I really like these uh, the Star Wars national parks, and then the the Lord of the Rings stuff too has been fun to design. Yeah, those look nice too. What are some other sci-fi properties you're potentially looking at expanding, like national parks or park ranger um, ideas for? Yeah, so we uh, I don't want to give too much away, but we're looking to possibly go into. Um, some other sci-fi franchises uh, in the near future. Um, so you'll have to tune back into the website for those. To say Star Trek would be a great, some great options. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of feedback to go into the uh, the Star Trek realm too. Because with, with Starfleet headquarters, you could do yeah, Starfleet definitely. National Park. Yeah, hey, that's uh, that's there, not a bad idea. That there's a national park at Starfleet headquarters, and then you got Vulcan uh, and Klingon and Romulus. Doctor Who would be cool. Ooh, yeah. Doctor Who would be pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the uh the nineteen uh like eighties sci-fi movies. Uh so you got like uh Aliens and Predator and mm. those kind of series. Wow. Um the ori- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh that's what I would I would like to design one of those one day. Black hole would be cool. Black hole would be pretty neat. Oh man. Great stuff out there. Battlestar Galactica would be fun. Oh yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. There's so much great stuff out there. You you would probably never run out of ideas. Yeah, we're looking. We've made a, a few uh, video game uh, series ones, too. So we have one for Hyrule uh, National Park. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, oh, a few other I ones. See, like, like I, a, uh, Fox. I see Sonic, a couple of Sonic ones. Saw a couple of mon- yep. uh, Minecraft, too. Yeah, so we. Uh, I'd love to do like a N64 series. Um, oh yeah. National Park. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. So, when I have the time to get around to it, uh, I got a full time day job to do as well. So <laughs> nothing happens super fast. Yeah, uh, right. Here, but I do what I can. We we all know that feeling. Don't worry. Yeah, the the Techno Bowl National Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at your site here, and some of your cool stuff is sold out, and I love it. 
Yeah, so a lot of our, uh, we do a lot of limited edition stuff too. So a lot of our stuff is only made for, we make 50, we make 100 patches, and then we never make them again. Um, Mm. So we have like a non-limited series of the national park kind of stuff, and then a lot of our one-off designs, uh, we only drop and release to uh, a lot of people who follow us, uh, and they try to get it because it's, there's only 50 of them ever made. Wow. Yeah, I, I saw I saw the uh, the Chewbacca card. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, sold out. Oh, yeah. limited edition. Yeah. Never coming back. Oh, God. Yeah, those were, uh, yeah. those were fun to make. We made two whole series of playing cards uh, for Star Wars-related playing cards. Um, most of them are sold out. We still have six or so in stock, but we're looking to do – we did all the hearts and the spades um, of okay. these type things. Okay. Uh, wow, yeah. those are and good size. Yeah, they're they're good size patches. Um, I want to finish designing them for the uh, clubs and then the diamonds as well, and then eventually make it into a full playing card deck. Ooh. I think that would be a pretty cool project. Uh, mm. Try and go back through your cards or through the patches for the cards. You had Chewy as ten of hearts. Yep, Chewy as ten of hearts. Know who would be perfect for either ten of spades or uh, ten of clubs? What's that? Chrysanthemum. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Black Chrysanthemum. That that'd be pretty cool. He has the uh, perfect. He has the ten of clubs. That'd be awesome. Actually, ten of clubs makes sense since he was a Wookiee gladiator. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that, that clubs. I'm taking mental notes here. I'm actually <laughs> going to write that one down for a physical note uh, <laughs> when we get to it. That's going to be Chrysanthemum. My biggest regret with those playing cards was the uh, five of hearts. Uh, I failed to do that one as the X-Wing for uh, Red Five standing by. Uh, yep. <laughs> so uh, I wish that I could go back and redesign that one. Um, just add that little Easter egg in. I don't even see the five of hearts. Oh, there it is. The pod racer. Yeah, yeah, Red five would, I, 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 yeah, Red Five. Yeah, Seven of Hearts ended up being the X-Wing. Um, but oh well, live and learn. Life moves on. Yep. Yeah. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. The, the, these are great. I love the mouse droid. Two of spades. Mouse droid's awesome. Yeah. Mouse droid. And then the each one of those two, so like the two of spades and the two of hearts kind of go together. So you've got the uh, the mouse droid and you've got Gonk as the uh, yeah. two of hearts. Yeah. See, my so wife. We're thinking, my wife loved the Ewok. Again, she's a fan of the Ewoks. The three of hearts would have been, if I had known sooner. Yeah. These all came out last year sometime. It's probably been a little over a year, actually, oh, wow. uh, since we released all those. Wow. Yeah, it's. I think Chrysanthemum's perfect for ten of, ten of clubs. I've got it written down. You'll you'll probably see it here uh, in the next year or so. It's it takes a while to design cool. these. Who who did you do for ten of spades? Oh, Grievous. Okay. Yep, Grievous. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, there was back and forth of what order do we put them in. Uh, we we talked for weeks about trying to figure out an exact order um, of who to put at what level, uh, kind of thing. So. The only other one that we really, I think we missed the mark on is the four of hearts is R2-D2. I think he should be way higher. Um, I'm just trying to think what would be a good, you know, with diamonds, what would be a great pairing, actually more fitting to to Grievous, since we're doing Wookiee and Wookiee with uh, hearts and clubs. Yeah, we could do Grievous and, uh, man, who would be a good pairing with that one? Derek, what do you got? Any ideas? Like an (laughs) anti-hero. I know, and you could use the dark saber, the Mandalorian. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good anti-hero. Um, yeah, yeah another another non-force user, saber wielder. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. I like it. Well, I may be coming back to you, Mike, for uh, <laughs> you know, as my sounding board. <laughs> uh, kind of thing. Make sure we got everything in the right order. It's the uh, the Wookiee radio stamp of approval. Uh, with creators, we we tend to end up coming up with helping people come up with ideas. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's all because it's stuff we would love to see. Yeah, so. that's what ended up like. I, I had this these ideas for the uh, patches and the park ranger stuff in my head for eight ish years, and I'm like, all right, I got to finally make these because uh, no one else is doing it. Since then, there's been a there's been a few other things that I've seen online of uh, people doing it, but. I'm biased. I like ours the best. Speaking of which, um, well, you have some good quality stuff here. Yes. Oh, it's high quality. I definitely recommend. And now we'll recommend with the caveat of use code smuggler three for 25% off your purchase. So some great savings right there. Yeah. Happy, happy to do it for, uh, all your listeners out there. Um, 
And trust me, listeners, you want these. Oh, yes. Yeah. In a heartbeat. I mean, yes, he sent us a care package for us to talk about on the show. And of course, I'm going to go back and do a video for the YouTube channel. Um, Yeah, I might have to do something too. I'll definitely have to put them on my Instagram. Yes, I have to do, put them on Wookie Radio's Instagram as well, but the ones that I got. But, I mean, I saw these, I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely for sure. I'm going to go back and get the ones that I don't have or that I didn't get that I really want that are sentimental to me. And that's what I'm going to do. And I've been told to use Smuggler 3 when I make sure I get my 25% off as well because I was going to pay full price. I was told no. No, you're you're definitely not paying uh, full price. That code's used for uh, it can be used for anyone. It won't expire. So anytime heading back, just use Smuggler Three. So, um, excellent. What's next for Red, Red Flag Workshop? I know we we've joked around, but kind of been serious about the remove before flight tags. Because it's, it's something yeah. I've you know like you you know with the patches. Ever since we started the show six years ago, I'm like this would be something cool. That I would love love to see in Arabish. I've been looking for this for a while, and and I found one place where on you know, one side he's got uh, they've got like the character symbol like Boba Fett on one side, and then it says remove before flight on the other side. I'm like, no, I want a traditional remove before flight where it's on both sides. Yep, key ring because um, I I have a green one for my car key. I have a red one for my wife's car key that I have of hers. I have a, a black one that's on my house key and a black one that's on my, my backpack, you know, being in, in black. Uh, I use them actually as identifying my, my various key rings of, oh, I'm hanging out. Well, we're taking my wife's car. Okay, I need to grab the red one. And the reason why we did red with her, even though she has a white car, is the traditional Air Force vibe because of her father being right. in the Air Force. Mine's yeah. green because I have a green car. My house key and the one that's on my backpack is black because of me being in entertainment. And of course, my house key also has a Millennium Falcon keychain. But of course, since we talked mm-hmm. about um, possibly doing the smugglers key ring for smugglers, you know, for Wookie Radio, I will definitely be putting these on the backpack and on my car keys and on my house key. So I'm already looking at buying three on my own, if not more, if that the rest of the family decides they want it on their stuff as well. Yeah, I think it's a uh, great idea. We've actually been kicking around that idea, not necessarily with the National Park stuff, but a couple other remove before flight keychain type stuff. Um, but bringing it into the Star Wars National Park series would be a uh, it'd be a pretty cool idea. And right now, like uh, I th- I don't remember if we if I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but I know I mentioned it uh, before the show started. Um, I'm thinking Star Wars, different different things, you know, Mandalorian, Hut, um, I think Rodian, Etharian, um, Resistance, Rebel, Imperial, First Order, you know, th- those vibes. Yeah, uh, but I'm also thinking uh, red, blue, and yellow for Starfleet. Yep, yeah, we uh, definitely do something like that. Klingon, Ferengi, Romulan, uh, Predator. I'd love to make a Predator one. Uh, uh, predator and Alien one as well. I, problem. Yeah, I've, those would be cool. Problem I'm finding with Alien is I can't find a Xenomorph language font. Whereas okay. with Klingon, it'll be written in in Klingon in the Klingon mm. font. Romulan yep. in the Romulan font. Ferengi in the Ferengi font. Hut in the Hut font, Rodian font, Etharian font, uh, the standard uh, Arabish for you know resistance, rebel, first order, imperial. Um, mm-hmm. So you know it's within the, the franchise languages. Yeah. I haven't found one for. Um, of course, I'm going to use a Starfleet font for the Starfleet ones. Right. Um, without doing a marine, the marine font from Alien, I, I, which is almost a, a basic stencil font. You probably have to design, yeah, I don't know of any fonts. You probably have to design your own, like a little xenomorph popping out of something to make like the the A and make it do almost Easter eggs from the movie that you would collect and then make a font out of it so you can tell the title. I'm I'm trying to look back, and I was looking back at like Alien Alien versus Predator, and I was like, well, the font here is all the the Predator font, not the Mm -hmm. the Alien. So I'm I'm still researching. I still want to do it. I'm researching, trying to find a font for it. So that one's more the harder one, more the challenge that I'm I'm running into. But like you, it's not out of out of the way. It just may end up being the stencil the stencil font used from the from the Marines, yeah, from the film. With maybe yeah, a uh, good project to work on. 
with maybe at the very end the xenomorph head. That'd be cool. <laughs> at, at the end of Remove Before Flight or at the beginning, one or the other. Those movies terrified me as a kid. Oh, uh, I love Alien. Oh, I love I the love Alien it. franchise. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yes, that product could be great to work on. And then the uh, the coloring patches too that we are going to be coming out here in the near future. Uh, we're excited about those. Uh, what's new dropping? And then we've got a couple other more Air Force related, aviation related items uh, coming down the line too. Um, we try to keep our drops separate of sci-fi related stuff and our military related stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, since we're coming close to the end of the episode, we usually ask our guests, we'll flip the tables and let our guests ask us questions. And I know you've asked us off and on, but now's the time for you to really dig deep and, and ask us a question or two or three. <laughs> okay, uh, great. I guess what made you want to get started in this whole podcast for Wookie Radio? And then you said you've been doing this for seven years. This It'll be seven years in July. Seven years. Uh, so first, that's first question. So what made you want to get started in this? Um, I think Ken, who's not on tonight, uh, is on another show called, um, Geek Watch One. Uh, and his other main co-host is Kylan, became a co-host over on Mighty Marvel Geeks with, became the third chair over there. But we had them on We Be Geeks, which is a show Derek and I do. And I want to say at the time, there were two other people on the show with us, Derek. Is that how it was in the beginning? Didn't, didn't, wasn't Jules and Brett on Weeby Geeks with us when we brought yeah. Geek Watch One on? So, uh, yeah. from, from there, uh, you know, we, we, we started chatting with, with Ken quite a bit, uh, outside of the show. And, you know, he, he was asking us Star Wars questions and just started Star Wars conversations. Like, why don't we do a Star Wars podcast? And when, yeah. as soon as we did, a lot of people came out of the woodwork and just went, well, about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> they knew we were all three of us were Star Wars fans, and it's like, yeah, y'all do a podcast, but you haven't done a Star Wars podcast. I just never thought of it, and, and it just came about. It's like that's a great idea, and with these guys, it it was you know Derek and Ken was absolutely great to do it with. Yeah, that makes sense. I think because there there are let's face it, there are a lot of Star Wars podcasts. Yes, there are. So so I never really you know. At the time, we never really thought, "Hey, let's do a Star Wars podcast," because you know, there's a, there's a, a space, there's a hole there. So we were just like, "Hey, we might as well just do it." Yeah, it makes sense. Just do what you like. Uh, I got another question for you. What is your least favorite Star Wars moment? Uh, in moment, ooh, first thing that comes to your mind. First thing that comes to my mind, Revenge of the Sith, Vader. No! (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, That's a good question. That's definitely up there. No, Vader, no. Although, you know, I use it as a sound clip on my other podcast. It's a great soundbite. It's a great meme. It's become a joke, but... (laughs) It's a great soundbite, great meme. But it's all right. It's, it's, it's so unvader like. I mean, you can tell that's still the tail so, end of Anakin lingering. Yeah, yeah. But you can, I can kind of one up you on that and say that's bad enough. But then the fact that they put that in Return of the Jedi, yeah, when Vader grabs the Emperor and throws him off the thing, yeah, yeah that was that's that makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fact that it was recycled but yeah i'll tell i'll tell you though i think for me the worst the worst um moment for me it's not really a moment it's a it's a period of time is the period of time right after return of the jedi came out when there was nothing when star wars was done basically uh as far as we all knew and there was nothing coming uh nothing on the horizon no more star wars to look forward to that was a very uh a sad sad moment yeah 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 i'll, I'll agree with that those are both uh yeah, outside of the answers. outside of the film yeah uh yeah seeing revenge of the jedi going this is it this is the end of it mm-hmm. this is you know the kids these days you know, they have enough Star Wars that they can complain about it all they want. But there was a time when we had nothing. And we complained that there wasn't more coming. Yeah. 
Yeah. We yeah, I remember when uh Phantom Menace came out. I was I must have been nine, ten years old. Uh so I don't remember all the yeah. stuff before then, but I was so excited uh to go see that movie in theaters and just finally for Star Wars to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was uh ninety-nine. Yep. Well, of Phantom course Menace. I bought I bought the soundtrack and I I I remember sitting there playing the game F Zero on uh my Nintendo. I re- listening to the soundtrack. <laughs> I remember getting the soundtrack or getting the soundtrack and then I read Qui-Gon dies. I'm like, what? <laughs> Great. Yeah. Spoil spoil the movie. Spoiler. <laughs> with the soundtrack before the movies even come out. Great. Oh, I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. the soundtrack came out uh two, three weeks before the movie did. Really? And then it was like all the buzz. Qui-Gon mm-hmm. dies. Who's Qui-Gon? Don't know. He's in the film, but he dies. <laughs> <laughs> but he dies. He's a main, apparently a main I think, character. I think I think it was called Qui Gon's funeral. Actually, maybe, maybe, but it definitely references that Qui Gon dies. I was like, mm-hmm. no. I see. I never even heard about that. I went into the movie completely blind. I mean, I was a kid at the time, uh, so I'm glad I didn't get that spoiler. Teared up a little first time I saw that as a kid. I was like, oh no, Qui Gon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a great character. I always, yeah. it's always interesting. Um, comparing things with with like people of like your generation who grew up with the prequels and stuff versus us who grew up with the originals and we had nothing and then the prequels came out yeah it's always interesting to see everybody's takes on it yeah because i grew up watching the vhs's of the uh, original trilogy uh and absolutely loved it and i just remember being like six seven years old i'd replay the haas scene 10 times uh in a row uh, but that's all I knew. And then finally something new came out and yeah, 99 and I was yeah, nine years old at the time. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to make this comment to see if it, it proves my point that we've talked about uh, off and on on the show in the past. We all feel trilogy wise. The sequel trilogy is by far the weakest. Yes. Agree, Derek? No, it's my favorite. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but yet we look at my daughter's generation. They're going to say this pre this sequel trilogy one of the greatest because yeah, it's, I love, it, it's that generational thing yeah i loved episode seven like i thought it was great i thought star wars would go in a whole new direction and then the last two eight nine came out and i was like all right this is dumb uh or not <laughs> the greatest star wars work uh not necessarily dumb but yeah i would agree generally with that statement let see we we were saying you know a lot of us who saw the original trilogy we're the one of the biggest critics of the prequel trilogy but yet you say you you love the prequel trilogy because that was the first ones you got to see in the theater. Yeah, the uh, the Phantom Menace has a special place in my heart. Like I thought that was fantastic um, when it first came out. But I already saw I was nine years old. Darth Maul's double bladed lightsaber rocked my world uh, at that time. Uh, oh, yeah, I I can, yeah, I totally, in, totally see that. Yeah, uh, I went in already seeing the original trilogy and loving it. So so. I mean, this, you, have, this pretty much confirms. Have you ever it's a, it's seen the originals thing. on? Yeah, have you ever seen the originals in the theater? No, I haven't. Uh, not not even the special interesting. editions. Nope. Yeah, I've never I've never gone to the theater and uh, see I've seen the original ones. Wow! Wow! I can't even imagine that. <laughs> now, now, have you have you seen on video the original without the? I'm not going to say unaltered completely special editions non-special editions yes it could be it could be non-special editions with the remastered audio i'm okay with that yes but you've seen the originals the way they actually aired in the theater visually yes okay yep i've seen those just haven't seen them in the theater so I, i guess i'll put this spin on it being a fighter pilot as you are which do you think carries uh more impact more weight the Battle of Death Star, like it originally was, with a ragtag fleet of rebel squadron, uh, different squadrons, ragtag small group, or yep. what they did in the special edition with hundreds of planes across different squadrons. I think it's, ah, now I got to think about that. Personally, I think the original one would be better because it's more of the small force. You got the rebel feel of it all going in uh, and not just this pure versus pure type force of like hundreds of rebel fighters. 
Uh, so that would hold more weight in my mind. Okay. To me, that was, that was the one thing. The, I didn't mind most of the changes in A New Hope. I mean, the, the Java was kind of cheesy. Bad. It was bad. I said cheesy. <laughs> it, it was but bad. The, but the one that, I, that I'm the most devastated about was the the rebel force flying into the Death Star? I, I just thought it's like this, this is not right. It doesn't it doesn't feel right. And I, I felt it, it definitely took away the essence it, of that battle. It takes away the yeah, odds, uh, and it's like a, a peer versus peer. Like okay, cool, anyone can win, rather than just like a few going in. It shows all uh, the rebels up against this huge empire. Yeah, to be way yeah, it's cool. funny that that never that has never bothered me. Of all the things that they've done, the special editions added that, that I don't know, it just never really bothered me. I think I just like to see because for me, I think it was just like, oh, more ships, bring them. It's see that that to me that made the the battle of Death Star a little more realistic. Oh yeah, of course this could have happened because you you have more more fighters to provide more cover and, and more you know you have more chances on on runs whereas with the original it's like there's not a lot here yeah, yeah plus I, can, I, I can see that perspective plus i look at yavin 4 and it's like how can that many ships come out of that base unless it unless the whole plant there's multiple bases on, on the or sites on the planet or on that moon launch sites that they they came from yeah uh i don't know i couldn't tell you on that one i so, have to go with the original um Go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, so at, as a fighter pilot, what is your favorite ship in the Star Wars universe? Ooh, good call. Ooh, that is a good call. So I like the Y-Wing. I think the Y-Wing is awesome. Ah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think that comes from a kid and thinking the Y-Wing was like this, all oh, this invulnerable super uh, fighter bomber type thing. Um, which coincidentally right. like, well, that's why now the F-15. Uh, so it's like this awesome fighter bomber. Um, mm-hmm. But I look back on that thing and I just think it's rugged, those huge engines uh, in the back. And uh, I think it just looks cool. Well, that answers my, my question. I was going to ask what, what fighter do you feel is closest to the F-15? But you answered with the, with the Y-Wing. Yeah. Especially with the, uh, the, right. Eagle. the Y-Wing is definitely, I'd say closest to. So, which Y-Wing do you prefer, the uh, original trilogy, uh, we'll say naked Y-Wing, or the one from the prequel while it had all the shielding and stuff? Yeah, the naked Y-Wing. I just think it was awesome how they just have this naked fairing out the back of it uh, yep, with the yep. engines, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. Right. Very cool. Cool. Excellent. Well, that's... I'm going to have to bring this to a close for this episode. I thought we were going to talk about Bad Batch, but we ended up having so much fun talking about patches and stickers and I even I did actually get to watch Bad Batch too. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to save that for next week. Um and do two episodes next week uh, of Bad Batch. Um thank you again for joining us, Ryan. Uh you could go to redflagworkshop.com. Is that yes. correct? Yep, that's correct. Use code smuggler three for twenty five percent off your purchase. I know I will be. Um does that also does that also have access to your social medias and stuff? Uh, yeah, I believe our link is on there. Uh, if you look up Red Flag Workshop, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, um, and soon to be on TikTok. Oh, very cool. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you inviting me on. Uh, it's oh, been a fun it time our, to talk to you guys. It was a blast having you on. I, I'm, I'm just sad yeah. that Ken wasn't able to join us. But there's future yeah. time. We may have to bring you back on for a Bad Batch in the season roundtable. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd love to join. Awesome. So Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, until next time, AJ7, uh, if you would, please. Last call, folks. Any final orders before I shut the bar down? No, uh, just take us home. Oh, duh, I'm going totally different route. There's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets! I can hold it! Pull up! No, I'm alright! I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!